1: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
3: Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you would like to see what Christ Universal Temple is all about, you can go to our website, www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org, and watch our live stream on Sundays at 1030 a.m. to 12 noon. Or if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, please stop by. For that same service 10 30 a.m. to 12 noon we also have classes that we offer at the johnny coleman institute which just started this week so if you're in the chicagoland area please make sure you stop by check us out um we have classes for you know healing and prosperity and prayer men's class women's classes and parenting classes everything you can think of you know metaphysical bible interpretation someone's actually teaching the book discover the power within you so I say all that to say that we have a lot of wonderful things going on right now, including our anniversary month next uh, month in October. We're going to have a lot of guests, musicians and tag team preaching and a whole bunch of good stuff, galas and brunches and things of that nature. So make sure if you're in the area, uh, call the church, reach out, find out what's going on and come hang out with us. We'd love to see you. Now, just a reminder. We're going through the book Discover the Power Within You by Eric Butterworth. And I have been requesting for the last several weeks that everyone who is actually following along with this series get the book. The online versions, you know, obviously you can get the paperback. Get the book, you know, you say, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. If you get online, I'm sure it's a way you can find a way to get this book. And the moment you tell yourself, I can't get the book or I don't have enough money to get a $15 book, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, you haven't gotten the concept of what this book is about. Discover the power within you. The moment you say you can't, you turn off your power towards demonstration of what you desire. So, you know, life doesn't bend to the I can't human being. And we have to be mindful of that. Life doesn't bend to the I can't human being. So anyway, I say all that to say that it's really, really important for us to to get that we have an opportunity to learn, to grow, to develop, to do a lot of wonderful things. But we have to be present. We have to be present to the power that's within us and make sure you get the book so you can learn about who you really are. You say, well, I know who I am. I've been studying truth for whatever amount of years. I've been reading these types of books for years. I've been going through a, to a new thought church for years or et cetera, et cetera. Well, we can never be reminded enough. We can never be reminded enough we always need constant reminding that we're spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. All right. So that's my soapbox for that. Today we're on chapter eight, the law of non-resistance. And I'm starting with page 89, second paragraph because of Eric Butterworth, um, wrote something I think is profound and is something that we really need to look at before we actually start going uh, through his interpretation of Jesus's scriptures on non-resistance. He wrote, without a doubt, if Jesus's teachings of non-resistance were universally understood and practiced, we would see an end to all war, war, to all conflict between nations, between factions, classes, and races. And we would see the one giant step needed toward eliminating the root cause of all physical illness. Now, that's deep. He says this concept is found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 through 49. Jesus' teachings on the law of non-resistance. Now, let's just back up for a minute. He states, yet again, that if Jesus' teachings of non-resistance were universally understood and practiced, see, understood and practiced. See, because when we know who we are and we learn the principles of non-resistance, we don't have to have an issue with our brothers and sisters over um, different viewpoints because we wouldn't be coming from
4: a standpoint of violence and survival and fight or flight you know
3: sometimes we don't realize just how much in survival mode we are you know know, because it's been conditioned in us you know that we're climbing uphill therefore we have to make sure that we remind ourselves that we're one with god one with all people one with all life we have to remind ourselves that we're not fighting anything out there we have to remind ourselves consistently 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 that jesus's teachings on the law of non-resistance are the teachings that people mention the least. You can see people Bible thumping, but you don't hear them talk a lot about turn the other cheek. You don't hear them talk a lot about, um, you know, if your right eye causes you to stumble, cut it off, cut it out. Obviously, that's a metaphor that we're about to get in momentarily. We don't hear a lot about pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. You don't hear a lot about that. Why? Because people who thump the Bible can quote you the Bible, but don't want to emphasize the parts that make them pull their ego back and live as love. Now, notice what I said, live as love, not be loving. See, when you live as love, you can be loving. But when that's not the space that you're coming from, then it doesn't come across as authentic because it's it's based upon our personal biases, our opinions, our prejudices, our likes, our dislikes, our morality, a whole bunch of stuff, our culture, our religion.
4: So, so... When people try to love from that space, it gets corrupted.
3: This is why we have to learn the laws of non-resistance, you know, to really learn what it means to let go and let God.
4: What does that really mean? Let go and let God. What does it really mean to let go
3: of the inner turmoil that we have over issues? Things that have been sitting on our souls for so many years. Eating the essence of our happiness away. Making us get to the point where we don't even try to change it. We don't even try to make it any better. We don't try to release from it. Or we don't even attempt to address it because we don't think it'll make a difference. Where we don't try to get what we really want. So we play small because we are trying to avoid being hurt, being vulnerable, making mistakes. But let me tell you, if you're playing a game, the game called life at a level where you're not making any mistakes or you're never being vulnerable, your game is too small. Because no risk, no reward It's risky to put yourself out there, put your ideas out there, put your work out there. It's risky. It's risky. As Michael Jordan used to say in the uh, 90s in the commercial that, you know, he's taken the last, you know, he's missed over 900 shots. And he's taken the game winning shot and missed 26 times at the end of the game or whatever the number was. And he says because he, he failed, he succeeded. Because he never walked away from the shot. So part of learning the the law of non resistance is putting it into practice. Will you make yourself vulnerable? Will you be fighting against yourself? Yes. Will those old thoughts and beliefs and the old conditioning kick in and try to disturb the calm peace of your soul? Absolutely. But you have to take the shot. You have to take the shot. If you're not willing to take the shot, you can know the Peace, the spiritual awareness, the high level of consciousness that's on the other end of understanding and
4: practicing the law of non-resistance. But as the Apostle Paul wrote many years ago, spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. Spiritual thing
3: must be spiritually discerned and somehow some way the universal law matches up completely with our intention and what we thought we had to fight to get we learn we don't have to Uh, david hawkins who uh, did a lot of research on levels of consciousness in his book power versus force talks about how low level emotion low level thinking comes across as force and produces actions that produce that we would call force
4: not true power not true power true power is is functions at higher levels of consciousness all right let me move on on page 89 Eric Butterworth
3: starts to go through these scriptures on the law of non-resistance. And I do want to remind you that I did a whole series on the, the uh, Sermon on the Mount in great detail. So I'm going to hit these points and then I'm going to move on. But the actual just line by line by line by line of this. Go to the archives, get my Sermon on the Mount, find where, where these line up far as the scriptures are concerned and work with them because i did a lot of work with that a lot of research so i don't want to repeat myself i'm just going to cover the base points the scripture is found in matthew chapter five verse 29 and 30 now this is right out of the book which he's using the king james version i taught it from the new revised standard version when i did the series and if thy right eye causes thee to stumble pluck it out and cast it from thee for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not thy whole body be cast into hell and if thy right hand causes thee to stumble cut it off and cast it from thee for it is prof- profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not thy whole body going to hell now Eric Butterworth says Jesus is a genius in the use of metaphor he is pointing out here that the one true need in our lives is to get right in consciousness with God and anything that is standing between us and our spiritual unity with God must go. So he's saying, now let's be clear. He's not talking about cutting your eye out or cutting your hand off. You know, you know that which we are putting our intention on, our thought process on, etc. That's what's pulling our attention away you know if 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 what we uh what's drawing us is drawing us into drama we need to cut it out if what we're looking at is drawing us to problems, drawing us to lack drawing us to sickness, drawing us to broken relationships drawing us to uh inharmonious working conditions cut it out if what Because we have to, what, continually pull ourselves back into harmony with God. Now, hell doesn't mean a place you go after you die. Hell literally means mental anguish or torment, according to Dr. Rocco Errico, uh, the one of, if not the foremost Aramaic Bible scholar in the United States. Linguistically, it just means anguish, torment. Mental ain't so if you if 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 you're looking and and- and what's keeping your thoughts and your feelings and your attention is getting you in trouble, cut it out. It's better to stop doing that even if you want to do it than to have your whole life
4: experience go through hell, anguish and torment if your hand meaning your actions
3: are getting you into trouble, stop those actions. Because it's ready to stop those actions, even if it's it's something you like to do. but it's not good for you, stop it. I'm giving a good example. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm just going to say it because this came up. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that smoking is bad for you. But many times people stop smoking after the doctor tells them you have x y z because of years of smoking, so this would still apply if you if if it's better to stop it even though you like it than to have the lung cancer on the back of it, and that's hell. It's better to stop using the you know the drugs. It's better and some people who they take one or two drinks and for whatever reason they're hooked. It's better to stop the drinking and you know you can't handle it than it is to put your body or your life or your experiences through hell. It's better if 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 if, if it's, it's you have an action where you morg you gamble the mortgage money away, that doesn't make good sense. It's better to stop that, even if you like to gamble. Didn't have your life experiences with your
4: finances go through hell. If you're a compulsive eater, it's better to stop the compulsive eating and have
3: the overweight issues and the, and the illnesses that go along with overeating and compulsive eating than to have your body go through hell and have to go through the chemical cocktail of medicines just so you can continue to keep your, your bad habit. If you don't like to exercise and believe that the couch is something that should be maintained more than your physical temple, cut it out. Because it's better to walk around the block a couple of days a week than it is to, to take the pill to keep your blood pressure down. I'm trying to make this practical. If you're doing stuff that's not harmonious for you, stop it. That's what he's
4: saying simple 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 all right now let's
3: um let me remind you cuz we're coming up on our break that this show is supported by your donations so don't forget to go on unity online radio and support it we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with truth transforms
1: You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now.
5: Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives.
0: My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit.
5: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms.
3: Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I also want to remind you that if you want to call in and ask me any questions during the show, you can call in at 888 558 6489. 888 558 6489. Also, uh, they give the email address out during the commercial, so you can email me. You can also contact me at um, my Facebook page at Reverend uh, excuse me, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, I respond rather swiftly to the messages I get on my Facebook page, so that's one of the quickest ways to get in contact with me.
4: All right, let's get back to the book. Um, you know, moving along, page uh, ninety.
3: He goes on to say, uh, "With the gospel of Jesus, there is no escape. The emphasis is upon you in every circumstance. He deals not with abstract commandments or vague religious ideals." But with basic thoughts and feelings, everyone has had the experience of being unjustly treated for some act of good intention. Jesus is saying, even in these instances, if you are angry or upset, cut it out. In other words, you might have reasonable justification to be mad. You might have reasonable justification to be mad. You might have the facts. And somebody did something that you felt as though was in and out of harmony
4: with what you were intending. And guess what? So what? So what? You have to be in the space to where you don't
3: give yourself reasons not to be in truth. You have to be in the space to where being love and being non-resistance and being wisdom
4: transcends your human need to be right.
3: Because you can be sick and right. Broken, right? Unhappy and right. It's a lot of people right now that that are in relationships and they're living in homes and they wake up. They got kids in the house and everything, and they wake up in the morning and they're not speaking to each other, going about their day, saying it's very very little to each other, just enough to take care of the basic core things,
4: and this goes on for years. Why? Because somebody has to be right. Somebody is out
3: there right now not talking to their parents or their parents are not talking to their children. I'm not saying what another person did wasn't uh, um, toxic or anything of that nature. See, but there's a difference between not working or talking with someone and being free and not talking and being in the space of it's still harming you. Some people might not be healthy enough to be in your space, but I don't mean you're complete with them. See, this is where non-resistance really gets into it. See, it's not being non-resistant to a person. It's being non-resistant to the attitudes in your mind. See, sometimes you have to catch yourself. One of the things that we have to be aware of with non-resistance is when you think about certain people or see certain people or talk to certain people or the thought of having to communicate with them uh, uh, is present.
4: What do you feel in your body? It'll tell you a lot. Some people, if in your
3: body you dread having to have a conversation with somebody, that tells
4: you a lot about you. Not about them. It only tells you about you. Oh, Lord, I don't want to have to talk.
3: Oh, I don't want to deal with this. Oh, I don't want to. In other words, I can't be powerful
4: while I'm engaged with them. That's what it's really saying. I can't be powerful.
3: I can't be completely true to myself and deal with them. Because I don't mean you have to argue, because if, if you're arguing, getting all emotional and spitting and snotting and all that type of stuff just means that you don't have control over yourself and they are in your experience just to expose you to you. They're actually giving you a gift. They're letting you know what aspects of
4: your soul you need to work on. Ain't that something? Mm. All right. Back to the book. Page 91. Non-resistance. Reading
3: the scripture from Matthew 5, chapter 30. Excuse me, Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. It was said also, whosoever shall put away his wife. Let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that everyone that put it the way his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, makes her an adulteress, and whosoever shall marry her when she is put away, committed adultery. Now, before I get into the metaphysics of this, let me just say something that one of the things that I picked up along the way, I believe this was from Doctor. Erico as well, that this statement has been used many times to justify no matter what happens heck of high water you know people are supposed to stay married if that's your belief then God bless you I'm not saying that you shouldn't but we have to realize when these statements when this statement was written whether it was said by Jesus or put in his mouth what it was actually doing was empowering women and that culture his culture Women had no rights. Women were property of their either their fathers or their husbands. And when they and when they didn't have a husband, a father, or a male relative to give them cover, that's how many of these uh, women became, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's how they ended up in prostitution and many other things. So, because they didn't have a means
4: of or a way to live, they couldn't have jobs. They couldn't own property. They couldn't own money.
3: So these guys would get upset with their wives about almost anything, and they would dismiss, give, along following Mosaic law, give the woman a certificate of divorce, and then he didn't have to be bothered with her anymore. If Jesus did say this the way it is written, he was actually covering the woman and giving her the ability to be equal in the standpoint of control of the relationship from the standpoint of he can't just drop me and leave me. So if this statement is legitimate from the way it is written, this was one of the uh, early uh, 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 statements that supported women's rights. Anyway, that's just an extra little tidbit. Now let's deal with it a little bit more. Eric Butterworth said, Jesus is concerned with the tendency to run away from problems. As long as we take the way of escapism, the problems we run away from will continually come up in a new guise at every turning of the road. Jesus uses the theme of marriage and divorce as an example. Get that example to teach about how we just try to drop and run away
4: from things instead of dealing with it. All right. You know, so he goes into a lot of
3: other things about marriage and et cetera, et cetera, that I'm not going to really get into. But the point that I really want to get across is this. When two people are getting together, any level of relationship. We have to be careful that we don't. Easily commit. And then don't honor the commitment with the work that it takes to make it work. Many times we connect and marriage can be your idea to your feeling. Your marriage can be to the business that you're trying to make. I'm using this metaphorically now.
4: The point that I'm trying to make is this. Make sure that you're being Authentic with what you you say you're going to do. You know, making sure that you're,
3: you know, having some level of integrity, not level, having integrity with your word. So, you know, the scripture says, the word that comes forth out of my mouth shall not return unto me void. Many times we say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle this. And then when it starts to get a little shaky, we jump ship. And when we start dealing with relational things, when we especially you know marriage is a master class, and like I said before, that doesn't mean that every marriage is supposed to last' because some people just me in my own opinion, maybe shouldn't ever got married in the first place because they didn't understand what they were really getting into. The point that I'm trying to make is this. It's the master class because nothing affects you like the people you deal with on an everyday basis. And then when you start, and when you create uh, uh, having to deal with somebody financially,
4: emotionally, intellectually, uh, you know, intimately, you know, you
3: could potentially, you know, you, you you own things together. You could potentially be parents etc you have to manage friends you have to manage family you have to manage in-laws etc what it does is it really makes you look at your life and how you deal with it because you can't run away from any aspect of what it means to be that connected to another
4: individual so it exposes how we deal with life
3: And Jesus is saying, don't run away from how, because you can't run away from you. That's why some people get married six times and they marry the same person. They leave one relationship and they end up in another relationship with the person treating them exactly the same way. Because the consciousness hasn't changed. And until the consciousness changes, you're
4: always dealing with the same person, you. They just show up to validate who you are. They just show up to validate who you are at an unconscious
3: level, at the level that you sometimes don't want to recognize at the level that you don't want to acknowledge at the level. You don't want other people to know if they really knew how I thought, if they really knew what I was dealing with, if they really knew how I felt, they wouldn't like me. They wouldn't think I was so strong. They wouldn't think that just because I have the, the the degrees and the good job and the good house and the, and the nice car that, They think my life is together, but they don't realize I'm an emotional wreck, et cetera, et cetera. We don't want people to know that. I'm not saying that they should. What I'm saying is get yourself together and don't run away from your issues. Don't run away from your so-called problems. Work on them and how they need to be transformed. How that ends on might mean that you're still connected to the person or the job or the career or the or the idea or the whatever. Or it may mean it doesn't. They might have come for a season and it's time for them to move on or it to move on. But you don't know legitimately until you go through the process.
4: We want the graduation, but we don't want to take the classes. That's the key. We want the graduation, the accolades, tell me I'm good,
3: tell me uh, I know what I'm doing, tell me that I'm a good Christian, promote me, acknowledge me, et cetera. Lie to me, even if it means, you know, some people rather be lied to than be told the truth. You know, it reminds me of that commercial that came out about seven years ago where the guy is in the sitting on the couch watching TV. And his wife walks up to him and says, honey, do I look fat in these jeans? And his commercial pauses and he doesn't know what to do. So he pulls out a snicker, unwraps it, and starts stuffing his mouth. Because if she did look fat in those jeans, she she wants to be told that she doesn't. And if he tells her the truth there's no peace why because when mama's not happy nobody's happy
4: and if he lies he he sacrifices integrity and hers just a thought which means by the way don't ask people you know
3: if you if you don't want to know the truth be careful what you ask (laughs) but anyway but but even if you don't ask the truth It'll show up one way or another to expose itself. So to use the example of the commercial, she might not want to hear the truth from her husband. But guess what? When she goes to put that outfit on that she needs to wear for that special event and it's ripping at the seams. She'll know then. And we have ripping out the seams moments in our lives. That expose
4: us to the things we don't want to deal with in our souls that's the part that makes it real yeah we we're we're coming
3: close to our second break, and it's a lot of chapters, like I told you before I'm not teaching these whole chapters um hitting some points, and I'm teaching as I need to teach and That's why you buy the book so you can um,
4: read it yourself. Um, Anyway, I say all that to say this.
3: Jesus' teachings are not supposed to be comfortable. If you go to church, if you go to class, if you're listening to CDs, if you're listening to this show, and the only thing you're doing is being fired up
4: and not challenged, then we're not doing our jobs. uh, A teacher of truth should be pressing you to always come from your authentic
3: self, not from the fabrication that we make up through human society. Because we know when you come from that space, you can have the healthy, happy, and prosperous life. We're not trying to put band-aids on bullet wounds. We're saying the fundamental way we think, feel, speak, act, and do has to change. Now, again, we come up on our our last break, so uh, we're going to go away for a couple of minutes so they can play the commercials, and we'll be right back with Truth Transformed. Affirm the
5: good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
0: My affirmation of faith is I release and I let go. I release my desire to control people or situations. I let go of fear, worry, and doubt. I trust in divine power, which is infinitely capable of establishing right outcomes. I align myself with this power through prayer and meditation. Opening my mind and heart to the wisdom of the universe, I recall the promise, I am with you always to the end of the age. With this assurance, I find the strength to let go of anything holding me back. Letting go and letting God is a choice. It empowers me to move forward with ease and confidence. It provides me peace of mind and the assurance of divine order. As I let go and let God, I open the door to infinite possibilities.
5: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
0: Music must serve a purpose. It must be part of something larger than itself, a part of humanity. If you're in harmony with this statement, you're going to want to tune in to Unity Online Radio's new show, The Traveler. Healing Journeys Through Music with Kathy DeWitt, Minister of Music at Unity of Gainesville, Florida, musician-in-residence at Shands Hospital, and international consultant for the Global Alliance for Arts and Health. You'll hear stories and songs about the healing power of music and meet folks who have been on both ends of it. Join us, join in, and share memories of your own meaningful musical moments. Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Time.
2: You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms@unity.fm. at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I want to remind you that we're going I'm teaching the book Discover the Power Within You by Eric Butterworth, and we're on Chapter 8, The Law of Non-Resistance. And I'm looking at this during the break and thinking, you know what, maybe I might have to teach this chapter for two weeks. I'll pray on it, and you'll find out next week. Uh, Anyway, because there's so much good stuff in it, and I want to make sure that I'm getting across a chapter that I think is very important because I think this is some of the material that we focus on the least. All right, moving along page 93. It is stated again, he's quoting Jesus from Matthew chapter five, verses 33 to 37. And, you know, I do want to put the number out there, even though folks, I haven't been calling it for the last couple of weeks. I know you're out there. 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. That's how you can call. You don't have that much time. You have to about 10, well the show is at 1055. So you have a few minutes to call in if you would like to ask me a question about anything that I've covered either today or during this course. If not, type it out, send it to me in a message. Again, the quickest way is the Facebook page. Anyway, Matthew chapter five verses. 33 to 37. Again, ye have heard that it was said to them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto thee, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is the throne of God, nor by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, for thou canst not Make one hair white or black, but let your speech be yea, yea, or nay, nay, and whatsoever is more than these is of the evil one. All right. Now, this is one of those cultural statements, and I'm just going to read what Eric Butterworth stated, I mean, or wrote, and then I'll just pick it up from there. Eric Butterworth writes, an understanding of the idiom is vital here if we are to know what Jesus has in mind. Hearing an Easterner doing business, you can immediately see the pertinence of this illustration. Buying a pair of shoes, for instance, might be a day's work. When the price cannot be settled by bargaining, merchants and their customers generally take oaths by temples and holy names and proof of their sincerity. They may say, by God's name and his holy angels, this pair of shoes cost me $6, but you can have them for 3 Well, this proves in effect that they might resort to swearing. If I lie to you, I am the son of a dog. The shoes cost me $3, but I will let you have them for a dollar and a half. The suspicious customer, I'm right, right replied by my son's, my only son's head, I will not pay you more than a dollar. Often this, if this method fails, the merchant will spit in the face of a customer saying, rock up, which means I spit on you. That's deep. That's all I can say about that. That's really deep. Um. We have to be mindful of what we give our word to and what we, uh, 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 you know, attach to things. He says it this way. Mosaic law base swearing by anything but God. Of course, it was done all the time anyway, but Master says, we're not at all. This means we should not take this means that we should not take or make vows. This, the main problem with the vow is that it is a mortgage on the future. Oh, my goodness. Now, let me let me say this. I think that there are times where you have to make commitments and you live into the commitment. So I I don't know about taking vows from that standpoint. I think what he's saying is when we make statements like I'll never. And it's something that limits us instead of allows us to grow into, you know, You know, it's sort of like a person who's been hurt in a relationship. And And I'll never allow myself to love like that again or trust like that again or trust men or trust women or trust whatever, you know. Well, but if you can't trust somebody, then how can you ever develop any level of intimacy with them? Legitimately, legitimate love that goes along with trust. I'm not saying be foolish with it. What I'm saying is people make vows, you know, uh I'll never work that hard again on something people don't appreciate what I do, or et cetera. You know, we make these justifications, so I would say that the vow is not a vow in the sense of make sure that you don't sacrifice your future and your present by something that you may said you would or wouldn't do in the past.
4: Always give yourself the ability to choose what's best for you.
3: That's why, you know, he gives the example of alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous. They only promise
4: not to take a drink today you can, because you can work with today. I'm trying to work with the
3: enormity of I'm not going to drink for the next 10 years, but you can say I'm not going to take a drink
4: when? Today. I'm not going to smoke the cigarette today. Just get past today. And then the next day, just get past today. And then the next day, just get past today. That's how it works. You, In other words, make sure
3: that you are working with yourself in the present. He says it this way. There is, the only, there is only the eternal now in which we live. What he's trying to get, the point he's trying to get to is we have to be fully present to ourselves. We have to be fully present to ourselves.
4: We have to be fully present to ourselves ourselves present we live in the now when you get there tomorrow it'll be now the thoughts you're thinking about that hurt you years ago don't exist you're thinking about them now The problem
3: is the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a present, past, and future experience. So you can think about something that happened in your past and be hurt as if it's happening now, and you can project emotion into the future and be hurt, frustrated, fearful, angry
4: about something that has never even happened factually. Isn't that something? So he said he gives an example. He says, instead of saying I would never be
3: critical of anyone ever again, how much better to affirm I'm now free from criticism. I'm loving and responsive to the divinity in everyone I meet. In this way, we are free from any pressures of resolutions, free to become what we really want to be. You know, it's something about disappointment when people make these resolutions, especially around the beginning of the year, and they quickly fail. Most of the time because they have no substance attached to them in the first place, by the way. In other words, their wishes, their wishes because there's no real structure around them. You know, I can remember a time when, you know, uh, I was uh, I had a Bally subscription for years. And they end up stopping it because I just had no integrity around it. You know, I was paying money every month for a gym subscription that I said I was going to go to. Now, you know, I'm a thin guy. I'm in shape and whatever, but it's a difference between being in shape and being in shape and getting up day in and day out to go early or after work and after all of your responsibilities and things you have to do to actually go in and make sure that you do the work even when you don't feel like doing it even when you don't feel like doing it stuff you want to give up
4: or things you need to do can't be dictated by your feeling or your feelings there's never going to be a time where overeater doesn't want the pie There's never a, not a time
3: when the drug addict's body is not going to crave it until they can get past to the point
4: of where that's a present moment for them. They have to get past that present moment. Well, the
3: cigarette person wants the nicotine high or rush.
4: The gambler wants the gambling high. The person who's out there
3: cheating on his wife, who wants the high of having the ego stroke by still believing
4: they still, uh, you know, to use the term, "I still got it," or the person that's
3: going to, you know, or or, you know, the wife that's sneaking the boots in the house because they want the shopping high, but don't want to let their husband know that they got the boots because they're spending money that was supposed to be on
4: something else. So it's the high. And then there's the higher getting away with it. Practical Christianity, y'all. Practical Christianity. Now, last point. On this, it says, Jesus says on page 96, keep your
3: mind open. Don't mortgage your future by making or taking vows. Be receptive to the continuous unfolding of the truth in and it through you. Why? Because your mind might be different than it is right now. You have to be open enough to realize that your evolution matters more than your fundamentalism. In other words, life doesn't stop at your belief. Allow life to unfold itself as you. Eric Butterworth goes on to say, give thanks that life is lived one day at a time and that every day is a glorious opportunity to be strong, to overcome, to achieve and to be happy. Now is the time of salvation. So work with it. I would suggest even those who listen to this have listened to this show live, listen to it again when you have an opportunity, the people who listen to this on uh through the download of the archived episodes listen to it more than once because I'm I'm not challenging you but I'm asking you up to a different way of looking at this stuff so you can be the best you so work with it you're powerful and God in you is more powerful than anything you're dealing with Because God is the one power and the other stuff is pseudo power. So with that, we're going to wrap it up for today and we'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. God bless you all. Take care.
6: Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Repeat the words, God is taking care of it and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you.
1: This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity.
6: Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've seen Reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
1: We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time.